looking into the tefillahs. So I look back, I don't think I've ever this book about Elenu. I've given this year for 15 years at least, more than that. I never looked at the never spoke about Elenu, so it's time to talk about Elenu. So, uh, which makes sense to Bechlal, tefillah, which we need to talk about. Um, the Hayyotim brings, we talked about Elenu, that the Malachim come to gather together when Christ says Elenu at the end of Davening. And they say to praise the Kaddish Baruch that he has such a nation praising him. So he says it's a tremendous busha if the Leinu at the end of davening is not said properly. Um, now the original source for Leinu was actually the Gemara's Mashal Leinu was it's part of part of Malchus of, of the Moshe Rosh Hashanah, and in the Sidr, the Sidra of the of the Ga'inim, uh, etc. The, the, which in the Rambam, we, it's not mentioned that Elena was said at the end of davening. The first mention that Elena was said at the end of davening is the Machzavitri mentions that they said they, they taken the Elena from Tfilas Musaf and they, they used it to say at the end of davening. Um, and actually, there was a words of Shita which said you know, the reason you would say this because you were, after you were leaving the base Medrash leaving the shul and going out into interface with the goyim, it was a good to remind yourself. Of the the special relationship Kaisa has with the Kaddish Baruch Hu vis-a-vis the Muslim, who were tremendously uh, oppressive of the Jews, and therefore there was a minute that they would say it after Shachris, and when they when they daven together, they would say it after Mar. They wouldn't say it after Mincha, because it wasn't and then each daven. The point was before you would leave, you go you, before you go out there to face the the, the goyim. You know you would be mechazik yourself. Uh, eventually, it became the minig to uh, say it at the end of. Uh, and of Mincha as well. So there's, you know, Halacha Lamaisa, uh, if a person's behind by Mincha and, they, and they, he hasn't said Elenu yet and they're starting Marav, he should have Marav and say Elenu afterwards. And, only, and he should only say it once. Um, um, the same way you don't say Moedim Moedim, you don't say Elenu Elenu. So you say, you say it one time and that's efficient. Uh, also relevant is by Motzi Shabbos when they're by Kiddush Lavana. If a person didn't say Elena yet, they're saying Kiddush Lavana. You say Kiddush Lavana with the Seber and then say Elena afterwards. Um, it's not Ma'akiv that you say that. Each trial, the main point is to say that then, as a person leaves a Tfilah, a person says this, says this Tfilah of Elena. Um, but the primary place of Elena is as the introduction to Malchius. So the same way uh, you have at the beginning of the Zechariah and Zechariah and I told in Glace it will be at the beginning of, of Shepharis you have Elenu. So now just in the opinion of, of the Tefillah a little bit so the Mordechai is exactly where you put in Malchius the regular Shemonesri of every Yom Tif, it has you have Ovas, Kavuras, Kedushas Hashem and then you have Avoida, Haidor, and Sholem. In the middle, you have Kedushas Hayot. When you add Malchius, so Russia, by, by most of Rosh Hashanah, we add in Malchius, Zichadus, and Shafras. And there's one other more that you have ten brachas. The Kedushas Hayot gets its own bracha, and then there's a bracha for Malchius, a bracha for, for Zichadus, a bracha for Shafras, which would make sense. Like every Shmanasra, you're adding in, there's adding in three, three new brachas. So the three new brachas would be Malchus, Sechars, and Sharpus, besides the seven that you normally say. So there's a Madame and the more like that as well. Tana like that. Um, then two more to one. Tana says, no, that you, 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 don't do, you only do nine brachas, which is the way we do it. 
but you conclude it in Kedushas Hashem. Malchus is expressed in Kedushas Hashem. Right, which you see in the Chazar Shatz in the Piyutim, where a lot of Piyutim are said in the context of, of in the third bracha, and they're all about Malchus. The Barsham is Kaddish is a primary element of Malchus, as we'll, we'll see. But uh, the way we paskin, Rabbi Kiva says that you're Karlit in Kedushas Hayyam. So, which is the way we do it. So, so the, the fourth bracha of the Shonesrei, you have Ovis, Kaburis, Kedushas Hashem. And then the fourth bracha is Kedushas Hayyam, with Malchus in it as well. And then, then you say a separate bracha for Zechronus and, and for Shephorus, and then you say the last three brachas at the end. So we end up with nine brachas. So it's interesting, the, the binyan, the way it's set up. So this is Musaf. So the first part of the Kedushas Hayyam includes the Yitzvah's Musaf, the Karma Musaf. So we, we start off the regular Ganyal Yomtiv, and we finish bring the Karbonus. And uh, then also we start, we, we shift to Malchus. So now is when you write, write the introduction. Whereas in Zechronus and Sharpers, the introduction is immediately at the beginning of the bracha, because that's the, the whole bracha is about Zechronus. So you, you introduce Zechronus, and then you bring the Psukim of Zechronus. So the more so you have to bring 10 Psukim for each one of them. But first there's introduction, and there's the Psukim. So over here also there's introduction and then there's the psukim of Malchus, but the introduction is not the beginning of the bracha because the beginning of the bracha is about kedushas ayoyim. It's about kabbonis. It's not about Malchus yet. So halfway through the bracha we stop. We start. We, we start anew with introduction to the concept of Malchus. So later was the introduction to the concept of Malchus. So if we want to understand what the Malchus of Rosh Hashanah is, Elena was a very good vehicle to understand it, because that's the, how Chazal wrote it as introduction into the concept of Malchus. So uh, we have two paragraphs in Elena, just um, the passage of the Gemara is that Rav, Rav was the one who composed the Brach of, of, of the, the Tefillah of Elena. Um, there's a Kolbo, the Kolbo says that actually, you know, the Gemara says in the context of Rav, but actually it was composed by Yehoshua, in the time he when he, when he captured, he was all he conquered Jericho. So when Yeshua conquered Jericho, he composed the Tefillah of Elena. So this Tefillah of Elena was one of your earliest Tefillahs that we have on record. Right? Um, you have the Bracha of Moshe Ben was taken the first Bracha of Benching. He wrote the Nusach the first Bracha of Benching. According to the Kabbalah, this this is written by Yeshua. Um, the second paragraph is Al Ken Nakava, where there's a Masara which is not clear exactly who the Masara is from, that it was written by Ochon. Right, Ochon was, uh, for those of you who are familiar with your Novi, right, Ochon was the person who took from the Chayrim of, of, of Yerichai and the cause that the Klaiso, when they went to the next city, was I, they were not successful in the war, which changed the whole attitude of the Canaanim vis a vis the Jews. And Yeshua said, what happens? It says, somebody took. And eventually, Ochem was killed for his being over this or taking from the, taking from the Cherem of Yericho. It was the Cherem that nothing can be taken from Yericho. And he took, so he took four things. Rashi mentions it uh, in Parshish um, Vayesha. Rashi mentions, mentions this point. They took four things. He was from Zorach. And uh, so it mentions the, the word Shoni over there, the, the word Yad over there four times because he took four things. So Al Kain the Kabbas, which is Ochan. So there's a Masara that, that Yeshua composed and Ochan was killed. Before he was killed, he composed he composed his tefillah. So he was an Avrayan, but the mice, uh, you know, Baal he was. And um, 
but for our purposes, we, we see really two points over here in the, in the, in the, in the Hakdama to Malchius is one is that the Barsh is the Alenal part of it, one is Alken the Kava. If we take the Alenal part seriously, Alken the Kava, we should really want this. We should, really, we, should, we should be awaiting this reality which is coming next. If we take the Malchus seriously, it should, be, it should turn into a Tzipis Yeshua. Um, okay, and that's part of Malchus. That the true Malchus is that we want. The, the, if we were truly makabel the Malchus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so the the Rebbe says that a person has to see himself as a Tzir Neman, as this this trusted shliach to accomplish a person's purpose in the world. Just like a, he says, and he talks about the idea of not being jealous of somebody else. He says, just like a true servant who loves his master is extremely happy when other people join the service of his master as well. He's not jealous, he's happy. Right? So you have the, 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 the general of the army who the, his goal is to be a general and, and do the best for his king because he gets a lot of comfort out of it. So obviously when another general shows up and does a better job, he's very upset because the, the, real, the goal is really himself, not, not the king. He says, and you have a general which is, he's a true servant to his master, he wants the king to be successful. So if another fellow shows up who helps the king be successful, he's extremely happy for the king. So Akin the Kava, Klaisel has a unique, extraordinary place in the world, but it's only Klaisel recognizes the Kodesh Baruch the rest of the world doesn't. So if you do your math, right, so the, they, they just saw a statistic, they say based on the... On, latest numbers, so the Jews have reached 15.8 million people in the world, there's 15.8 million Jews in the world okay and there's over 7.5 billion people in the world, so we're not a very large percentage of the world um, we're, not, we're, not, we're not a percentage even, we're, less, we're, we're a decimal point um, we're a decimal point of a decimal point so in the capital of Russia, we would like to see that it's going to be a time when the, when the, the whole world is is, is recognized in Kodesh Baruch That's true, Malchus. Okay, going back to the first paragraph. The first paragraph um, really has two parts to it. So the first part of it is the 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 looking at the level of uniqueness that Russian put Klaisel into, and therefore a feeling of Hakar Satoiv and wanting to say thank you to Kodesh Baruch that we are put in this unique relationship with him. And the second half of the paragraph is recognizing how, how, you, how much a Kodesh Baruch is the Echod. Part of our uniqueness is that we recognize the Echod of a Kodesh Baruch, the Echod of a Kodesh Baruch, the Echod of a Kodesh Baruch, versus the Yochid. That's part of the uniqueness that Klai Shul is given. So there's only two points over here. Um, as I was chose to talk about later so I have this picture in my mind um, there's a program in called Arachim which is you know, a cure program in Eretz Israel and um, when we were this must have been 30 years more than 30 years ago in Carroll and Cleveland uh, one day this family shows up from Eretz Israel the husband is an engineer and he's moving to Cleveland to work for NASA. Has a big, big, big lab. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory is in Cleveland, so they have a lot of people working for them. And so this Israeli was coming to America to work. See, he, they got an apartment near where all the colored people lived. 
says, well, they're all Bali Tshuva. His wife was, and kids were Bali Tshuva. They went to the Arachim seminar and came back totally from him, and he still was fried. One of those experiences. So he was like still catching up, you know. So she wanted to live in the yeshiva because the kids were going to be in yeshiva. So that was the closest place to put them was where the curl apartments were, where the, the apartment complex, the curl people, it wasn't over the yeshiva. Right? So my wife and her used to learn together, etc. And their son was put in the machina. So it was this Israeli young man, 15 years old, about Shuva, been for, for two or three years, Liron. So Liron is introduced to the, 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 the tells the machina. And the first day he shows up and he says, Aleinu. Like it's his last moments before he's going on Kedush Hashem. With, with a tremendous, serious focus and excitement and simcha. Like, Aleinu Shabbat. And he's like, and the, like the whole machine is like looking at him, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, where'd they get him, you know? Like, and I was writing a man, you know, I, have, I was, I don't know, I don't know if it was the first time he did this, but he was still doing this like months later. Like, nobody, you know, this was his tefillah. So he came from a secular background, and he recognized that you know there's an extraordinary relationship we have with the Gadol Baruch and he's just excited to say it with with with, with simcha, etc. So that's what the Malachim are coming to hear, Liron's uh, Oleinu, right? That the Malachim come to hear the, 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 when Klaus says Oleinu, and they praise Gadol Baruch that he has people down this world who have such a course of toiv and such praise to Gadol Baruch So he was thinking about Liron. That's my picture of what Oleinu is supposed to look like. How else do you say it? We have a Kiev to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the master of all, to give Gedula to the Yotzeh So you start off with, we are, we are now coming to say thank you. We're now coming to praise. And not only that, it's incumbent upon us to do so. We, have, we, we look at our lives and we see how extraordinary our, our situation is and we just feel obligated to come and say thank you. Now, most people, the, the word obligated is probably the right word. They're obligated to say the words of Elena, and that's what they do. They say the words of Elena. That's as far as their obligation goes. And the point of the tefillah is that Malchus, that we're in Macabre and Shoshone, is we're recognizing that Kashbrochu has made, there's two parts to it. The Russian was Echod, and that's the Malchus. is Malchus. We don't say the word Melech that any over there, but recognizing Kadosh Baruch Hu is the source of everything. There's nothing but a Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's true Malchus. He's the greatest king which exists. He's a different type of king in the sense that there's nothing else. What, type, what other king has such mastery over his, his, dominion, his dominion? He's, he's a man and they're men. He's powerful, so he's able to control them. They recognize him and they're subservient to him. Over here, the dominion is, is in a whole different type of a league. He's the only real existence. Everything else comes from him, but of course he's the king. That's the second half of Malchus. But there's no thing as a melech without, without, without an am. We were in Svagol yesterday. Right. So you're a of Malchus of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, Rebchaim um, Friedlander in his Sefer says, English please. How you makabel malchus? Translate that. You accept the shem's malchus. Like English, what does that mean? What do you do? He says you can't make a kodesh broker the melech. He's the melech already. You can make yourself an avid, and then he's the melech. The the the, the malchus represents the idea that there's a, there's relationships in the kodesh Baruch Hu and a nation, and the bria, but and a nation specifically else. So. 
what's the difference between a melech and a moshel? The going says that a melech is one that was chosen by the nation, the nation, nation wants him. And a moshel is one who's a dictator, who's a, 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 forcing himself upon the nation whether they want it or not. So how do we decide whether Kadosh Baruch Hu is Til Hashem HaMelucha or Moshe Ba'goyim? Kalaisel has Melucha. By the Goyim, it's Moshe. The Russian forces, they, they, don't, they weren't Mechabal as Malchus. They didn't accept it. They're not agreeable to it. But whether they act it or not, he's the Moshe. So that's what the Goyim says. That's the title of the post. Whether Til Hashem HaMelucha or Moshe Ba'goyim. So, when is the moment? How do you how are you makabel malchus? So there's two parts. You say you're going to do it okay. willingly, because otherwise not malchus. If I look at the king and I see like you know he has this very good surveillance system, you know he has all these spies and he has tremendous punishments. I willing I agree to do what the king says, but that's not malchus. That's that's marshal. That's memshalo. I'm, I'm saying yes, but it's, you know, because I, uh, pragmatically it makes sense to say yes, because what's the other option? It's not healthy for me to say no. So that's, that, how do you know that, that it's a malchus because you're doing it willingly? Because you want to do it. You, re, re, you, re, you look at, look, look at the, the leader and you say, this is a leader that I want to be behind. I respect him tremendously. I recognize his qualities. I recognize what he's doing. I see the benefits I get from him. I see how much he cares about us. And I want him to be my leader. So I feel a happiness when I say that that's, my, that that's the one that I'm subservient to. That's the beginning of Elena. So all the psukim you're going to say, it means it has to come from a, a position of simcha. This is what I want to do. Not that I'm being forced into it. So the first step is to recognize. The second step is to, 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 to not only recognize, but to desire that, that you should have that relationship. So that's why Lenu is a very strong list of how unique we feel that this relationship is and how much we feel of a feeling of a curse type that we need to be Meshabah to Kodesh Baruch for it. Um, a good contrast to that is, you know, a person, let's say, lives in a country where the leader is somebody that, you know, they recognize he's a leader. They're not in the direct rebellion against him, but they really wish he wasn't the leader. You can, shades of the political scene nowadays. Um, some people don't recognize he's a leader. He's not my president. Right? Some will say he's my president because I'm a law-abiding citizen, but I want to be my president. Some will say, wow, you know, this is the best guy in the world. Okay. We stand somewhere in the middle in regards to the political scene. But saying, but, you know, where do we stand as a Kaddish Baruch the Malchus of a Kodesh Baruch an honest, an honest statement. So if it's an honest, true statement of Simcha, that's how we should say the Leinu. Um, during Tilas Moses of Rosh Hashanah, for sure, and really truthfully, every time you say it, I pointed out that um, the Leinu at the end of Musaf, at the end of Davening, at least should be, you know, like that one Elena, like should like sort of gotten hashpah from the from the davening of the Musaf. But the, even that one, you know, it's sort of like it, 
it seems to take less time by that one than the one during Chazor Shachatz. That's what I found to be the, the reality. There's a famous joke about uh, that there is there is three things complained to Kadosh Baruch Hu, that they they got a, they're not getting a fair deal. Asher Yitzar says like you know I, I guess I'm said after after the, after the bathroom. He says you know what I'll let you be said by uh, by the chupal Asher Yitzar, right? Aleinu like you know every time that one for the other says I'll let you be said in the middle of Musaf Rosh Hashanah also. And the third one is a different story. Um, Right. Not forever. Not forever. I'm not gonna say forever. <laughs> okay. Um, there was an angry individual who was getting back at somebody in a public forum, in a very very biting way. Um, so the first two, like nobody knew where he was going with it. The third one, he went straight for the jugular and the fellow, and was a vaz and barabim. So I'm not going to say that over. But um, it's wrong. That's not the order. The order was it was in Tfilas Musaf and it was taken from Tfilas Musaf and put there in the davening because it was such an extraordinary tefillah. They said, what's the best way to, to end our tefillahs? Would be Elena. So uh, I would at least I would like at least you know the the, the, the and Rosh Hashanah itself when it's Mamas it's Mount of Malchus. The person is saying, Elena, we should, you know, really be misbranded in it. Okay. Um, like, there's a few points over here in the Tefillah. So, um, Kodesh Baruch is really refer- referred to in the Tefillah with multiple names. He's the Danakal, he's the Yetzirah he's the Melech Malchim Amlochim, he's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And then we describe what he's done. So uh, let's let's focus on the Kadosh Baruch Hu for a moment. So Kadosh and Baruch is a common theme in in Tfilis of the Yom Neroyim. You know, a lot of times Kadosh Hashat, Putim, Kadosh Baruch. You know, it's a common common theme. Um, the order is always Kadosh and Baruch. Very rarely. I, I, I don't remember offhand, but I just say it's definitely rarely, maybe never, is it Baruch Vakadosh? Right? Anybody have a Baruch Vakadosh that they remember? Kadosh Baruch is the standard order. Right? The Yershev Tilois, Kadosh Baruch, not Baruch Vakadosh, right? Right? Right, so, so why is it Kadosh and Baruch? What's the order? So what does it mean? What does Kadosh and Baruch mean? Kadosh Baruch. So, what does Kadosh mean? Kadosh Baruch is Kadosh. He's holy. So that's you know, a nice English word which doesn't really convey that. What does holy mean? You know, he's nice, he's like very very spiritual. Yes, Kadosh Baruch is spiritual. He's not physical. I'm like, what, what, are, what are we trying to say? So, um, the guy and others and said the deal. Kadosh is something which is like Rashi says in Chumash. It's set aside. It's like beyond the, the normal reach. You say something that's holy in the context of human beings, he's different than your average person. He's set off. He's set off from everybody else. The Torah uses the word kadoshim in the sense of something being set aside for a, for a nefarious purpose, for a negative purpose. It's set aside. So kadosh is something which is beyond the, 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 the normal. The Barsham is kadosh means that the Barsham is lives in a totally different type of existence than we live and therefore he's he's different he's different from us he's totally set aside and being different so he's distinct in that sense 
So that stresses very much the fact that the Barsham is, is transcendent. He's totally way, different than, than human beings. The problem is that creates, that created in the generations a God that was, people said, you know, you can't approach him. He's so beyond the world of mankind that you, you can't approach him. And that's how Bodhisattva started. So the answer is Baruch. Baruch means that there's a tremendous presence. The Nefesh Chaim says that the idea of Baruch is the, the you ever know, talk about Baruch means that the, the more the presence increases, it's called Baruch. So the person's presence is there in front of us. He's imminent. He's not this way out there beyond the world's God that you have no relationship with. He's extremely accessible. So, means that there's nothing else in the world but a Kaddish Baruch. So we don't exist. There's nothing else which exists. He says, but you, we don't live the Torah on that level. Because on that level... There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no thing as tumor, nothing as tahara. Everything's kadosh baruch So the basic yisay is a kadosh baruch the basic yisay also. So you can say you talk and learning the basic yisay because kadosh baruch is the basic yisay. He's not basic yisay. It's not courses, right? We don't live like that. The Torah says that there, there are gvulim, there are limits. There's places where he is, where he isn't, which means he's created a world of multiplicity of differences. That's baruch. So immediately after Hashem Akkad, you say baruch Hashem kumagazela you, re- you recognize that uh, we know Kodesh Baruch was Echad, he's Kodesh, he's beyond our understanding, but we live in a world of Baruch. Because if we try to live in that world, that you get, you know, you get these people who were too imbibed in the world of, of, of Zoyer and Kabbalah, etc., they didn't, they didn't keep the Torah anymore. Because from the vantage point of that, the mitzvahs don't make sense. So, a Kodesh Baruch so the primary element of the idea is Kodesh Baruch is Kodesh. He's beyond our understanding. He's Echad, he's Yachid, he's Meyuchad. He's di- totally different. Even got a song for it nowadays, right? right? But Baruch, which means he, 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 the presence is here. So that's what Taishis, when we say Baruch to Hashem, what we're saying is that Bershom has made his presence imminent and available in this Bria. And he should do more of that. So here we have these elements of, 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 of Malchus as Mamash, these elements. So you have the, the Yediyah of Baruch Hu is Echod, which means there's nothing else but Baruch Hu. He's the, the, the primary quintessential Melech, paradigmatic Melech, because there's nothing else other than him. So everything else, by definition, is subservient to him. But it's within, within a relationship with, with Kala Yisrael. It's not emotional. So it's, it's Kadosh and Baruch so we simply use this phrase in Elenu to bring about these both points. Okay. Um, we say Emes Malkeinu, Ephesulosai. So the Ramam says that the, the Russian referred to as Emes, Hashem Malkim Emes, Hashem Malkechem Emes. We say Hashem Malkechem Emes in Davening because of the Pasuk Yirmiya, Hashem Malkim Emes. So what does that mean? Emes is for Shekhar. So Ramam says, beginning of, beginning of Sariyat Torah, that there is no, there's no emes like Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu is the true existence. So as much as the Russian is the true existence and everything else is just created by him, he's true in the sense, he's emes in the sense of he's real. Like, like you know, we talked about, you know, just be real. Like, you know, don't be fake, be real. There's, we're all fake. 
to some extent, because we're, we're figuring the Kodesh Baruch Hu's imagination. If there's only one thing which is MS, is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that's when we say Shem Lekechem MS. So MS, Lekechem MS, Lekechem MS, Lekechem are really, it's really two points, it's the same points. So, um, famous line they say from Yedata Yom Hashem Asalom Avechom, Yisrael Santos said that from the distance from Yedata Yom to Hashem Asalom Avechom is the distance of from Shemaim to Oretz. We have ideas, we have Shemaim ideas which we believe, we have no doubts about, we have no questions about them, we know them, we don't live with them. The goal is that there should be a idea which we can then be meshav alalei, which means we live with it constantly. That the bershem is lekim b'shemayim words b'shemayim alosh v'tachas ein oid. Let's go back to the beginning of the of the paragraph. It's our little shemayim done a call. There's a famous story with the Goyen that the Goyen one time said that it's, you know, that it's Kedai to publish a whole safer that should, there should be one vort in there which is truly Emes. So he gave an example of a safer. He didn't mean to say what's the word, Emes. He said, this safer, Mamash, hit up shot which developed the Goyen Hell was Mamash Emes. He says, why do we start diving with the Goyen Hell? Why is that the field which you start diving with? It's not Medina the Gomorrah. Shalad was, was composed by composed by one of the, the, the poets in Spain in the, um, in the 11th century. And that, that tefillah became the tefillah which is the beginning of Davin. Um So why is that? So this person, the name of the was Magid Sedek. Magid Sedek suggested a shot. So the guardian felt was Amos Lamito Shotero. He says that you find the mission says that when they would go to the base of Mikdash in the morning, they first before they did anything, they had to check to make sure that it was ready was a Murashakra that they could start doing the avoiders. So the Trumatadashan was the first step. Trumatadashan could be done by but after the next they ready, the next step was the the Hakrabas of the Karman Tamid. So they couldn't do anything until so they would send the person up into a high point to see if it was light. So you could get a view out there to see if it was light. So he would say, Barkoi, the, 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 the Braka Shachar, the, the first lights of light are coming out. They would ask him, Ad Hebron? And he'd say, Ad Hebron. So Moore says, Why do you say Ad Why does Moore say Ad Hebron? Light is not totally Dafka Ad Hebron. Because you want to be masked with the Schus Ovis at the beginning of the Vedas of the The Ovis are buried in Hebron, so you mentioned Hebron that way at the beginning of the beginning of the Vedas of the Vedas so this Magad Sedek says that Chazal said that a Ramavina was the first person to call the Kodesh Baruch Hu the matter says that a Ramavina was the first person to recognize Kodesh Baruch Hu was the master of the world so therefore we start off the Davin the Alam to be master of the Skusavis of a Ramavina that he recognized Kodesh Baruch Hu was the Alden the Goyen said that that word was Emes Lamit Shotar. okay so as it were, the moment of going into Malchus, of introduction to Malchus, the first step is that the was a Dana So we have that he's a Melech, and that's a Dana 
but there's also this element that that Aleinu l'shebeach l'adonakol, which we're going to say the Bereshim chose Klai Yisrael. That started with the Ramiru who recognized the Kodesh was the Adonakol. This is not much how it started. The Ramiru was able to recognize that the Bereshim is the master, as opposed to what he was the Yetzer Bereshis, which he had a time for that. But he could be Yetzer Bereshis and then just leave the world, the world on its own. Which is what the Almost Arlem thought at that point in time. That there was this early law, they called him, this high God, which has created the world, but he was not just the world, he's beyond the world, he's too too lofty to be busy with, you know, low lives like 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 us. You know, we're not so insignificant to him. So there was a Yotzebaratius, and we have a course of type for the Yotzebaratius. But we recognize that he's not just a Yotzeb, but he's a master. I mean, there's an interface with him. He's, he has expectations from us. We have responsibilities. He, he, but that also means he cares. So the Dona Cole is going to sh- shift the whole view of the world. If Ramin saw the Bershom as the Adon, so it means he's, in, he's in, interfacing with the world. So he cares. So now we have a caring be- being who created the world because he cares. Not because he was in the mood of just one day making the world. And there's expectations. The expectations, the best way we can learn them is by being like him. And that's how the Ramavinu started his whole process of being a Ramavinu was for recognizing a Danakal. So it's an extraordinary Shabbat that the Bresham is a Danakal, that, that we have this relationship with him, we're exactly have a relationship with him. Now, um, Different suggestions what these the the Chayarim says that that is, the, the Chaylik is referring to Eretz Yisrael, girl is referring to Elam Habo. Um, so we have we have a Chaylik and a girl different than the rest of the Muslim. We have a unique relationship with the Kodesh Baruch and Elam Habo, and we have a special Chaylik um, here given to us in this world. Um, fine. I want to focus on Al Kain the Kabbalah a little bit. Okay, so we said Elenu Shabayach. We really thought about it. We absorbed it. We said it was Simcha. We, it's unique, special relationship that Rosham has. Rosham cares, etc. If we if we absorb that, Al Kain, therefore, right. That that's what a Kodesh Baruch Hu is, and that's our relationship with Him, to the point that we feel trying to simcha in that we want the Kodesh Baruch Hu to be visible to the whole world, why just us? So we uh, we anticipate, we're mekavet. Um, there's a medrash, parshas vayechi, that it says that everything comes through kivoy, by by awaiting and anticipating things happen. If you just, well, it'll happen, you know, deal with, it, deal with it then. That doesn't bring these things to happen. But when you await them and anticipate them, then they happen. So we're Mekavah. Leos Meher Vesivar Tzachah, Malavar Gilim in Oret, so Alim Kersi Kereson, so the Bershom takes away the different types of Adazora, that which is the Gilulim, which are detestable, good translation, right? Now she says they're most they're most kigalal, they're, they're they're repulsive, like the like the manure of an animal. That's gilulim. Elilim. So what so there's the gilulim which are they're 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 repulsive. Then there's the elilim. So gilulim are the, the the gods which are repulsive. So like the other god is repulsive, number one. 
but then there's gods which intrinsically are repulsive. The, the, the way they express the idea of avoda and service is like strange. Saying that gently, but helilim, Rashi says it means that we're stressing that their al, what sort of al means not. They don't exist. They're non-existent. There's gods which they're totally false. They're, they're a true nothingness, which means they're not coming across in the sense of being a galal, a golo. But, but they, at the same time, we, we know and we understand that they're alilim. The second element of Shakai. So. So the article is nice of the translate to perfect the universe through the sovereignty of the Almighty. So what are we asking for? So this is a very important phrase because you know, any any reform Jew will tell you about tikkun olam, right? It's all about it. They, they took it from Aleinu. They don't say Aleinu because it's very racist. But tikkun olam, that part they accept, right? So, what's the tikkun olam that 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 we're anticipating? So, the tefillah continues. The rishonim will come back to Hashem Baruch Hu. Everybody, all humanity, will talk, call out Hashem Baruch Hu's name. So, the tikkun olam which you're referring to is not that the the trees are going to be surviving, right? And not that the uh, that the, every person can live his deviant behavior in a, in a happy way because we recognize everybody being happy. Right? That's not, not the tikkun olam. Right? The tikkun olam. The tikkun of the world is that you, the humanity is going to recognize the kaddish baruch hu. So the olam over here is not referring to the tikkun olam to, to perfect the universe. Right? Our goal isn't to make the, to make the stars happy. And the planet's happy. That's not the point. The point is that mankind, which is the purpose of the Hobriya, will come to its, re- its, 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 its purpose. The result of that is that the world has a purpose. There's nothing happier than being, having a purpose. So the Tikkun Olam is that the world will be able to accomplish its purpose. So now that the stars have accomplished their purpose. Because when you look at the stars, you see a Kodesh Baruch the trees have accomplished their purpose. You see, Kodesh Baruch Hu's benevolence. So we will use the Bria as a vehicle to enhance the covenant of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Um, Kodesh Baruch Hu is referred to as Kelechov, and Shilashram quotes it, and uh, that, that recognized that the whole purpose, the, 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 everything was created for the covenant of Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that's a very funny phrase, because Shilashram the Messiah the, the himself and the Ramchal says that the Russian was created the world to be made to, to man. So, what's the purpose of the universe? We say perfection is that the universe will accomplish its purpose. So, very clearly, the purpose is that everybody should recognize the Kodesh Baruch Hu, the covenant of the Kodesh Baruch Hu should be expressed. That's the purpose. And, then, and the Messiah himself quotes that Chazal. But he also says that the, that the Russian created the world. To make the demand, he says at the beginning of the sermon fairly explicitly. Derech Hashem says even more explicitly. So which one is it? Um, so good Jewish answer. It's both, right? right? There's two perspectives. 
Why did Rosh Hashanah create the world? Because he's hungry for covet, and he needs a little bit of covet. So he created the world. The people should go say, you're great. Now he feels better. Obviously not. That wasn't what Rosh Hashanah created the world. He didn't create the world for his covet. He created the world because he was going to create a vehicle or something which he wanted to be made to. That's why the Rosh Hashanah created the world. What is that Hatava and how do you get there? Now that that's the reason why the Rosh created the world, when mankind recognizes the, the, the covenant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they've gotten the best which they can get. Okay? So the covenant, from our vantage point, our, the, the purpose of the Bria is the covenant of Hashem. So what does covenant mean? So those of you who have been here for a while already heard me say this at least once. And, right, right. So covenant means to recognize the value. Covenant is not a negative thing. Rukhatsu said that covenant is... Um, Every person needs COVID every day. I have to know that I'm valuable. If I have to get it from you, I have a problem. That's what defense is covered. I'm asking some other people to give me that value. I have to know intrinsically that I'm valuable. Which I am. The person created me. He's, a, he's, a, he's an infinite, purposeful being. And he created me means I value. Otherwise, he wouldn't have created me. So I don't need to get my covenant from you. But I need to know that I'm valuable. If I believe that I have nothing to offer the world, that I have no purpose, and I'm, I'm, a total waste, I'm a total waste of space, so then the correct thing to do is to get off. Which is what people do, sadly. Right, but that's not true. So what does it mean to be a Kodesh Baruch Hu? Covet of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Covet is the vehicle to recognize Russian's presence. When I give covet to someone, what I'm saying is, I recognize that you're a significant individual, and I'm recognizing that which is intrinsic to you through the various instruments and expressions of honor that I'm giving you. But the honor is not the point. The point is the recognition. The covenant of Kodesh the point is that we need to recognize that the purpose of Bria was to see a Kodesh Baruch Russia made a creative world and it created a very, 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 very elaborate hide-and-seek game. It's the best hide and seek game which ever existed. The Russian put himself there in the Bria. And it's not so obvious. And when you find him in the Bria, you've given him covenant. You've, re- you've recognized the, the presence which is there. By you being the one who found the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and thereby being the, the creator and the master of the, of the covenant of Kaddish Baruch Hu, that presence which exists is because of you. That's extraordinary excessive of Baruch that I get to create a Kodesh Baruch presence. That's what allows me to connect to him. That's what allows me to get the, the, the scar which the, the star is going to give me. So that's why the Russian set it up that way. But from my end, my, my goal is, if my goal is, listen, I want to get re- reward at the end. And the way I get it is by playing hide and seek. So you didn't play, you didn't play, you didn't play the hide and seek. Because you didn't give cover to Kodesh Baruch you gave cover to yourself. If my goal is a Kaddish Baruch then I will get. So it's one of these cash 22s, you know, right? That if you think about why you're doing it, and you're doing it because it's good for you, then it's not good for you. It doesn't, didn't work. You didn't find them. You found yourself. So we stand after recognizing Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence and, his, and the, the Adonai Kol, and we say, we want that in the whole world. That's the greatest statement of selflessness. It's not about me. It's not about us. We're not racists. We're not keeping it for ourselves. 
our whole desire is that it, it, it should be then expanded to the rest of the Bria. That's a true Evid. That's, that's, that, then, you, then you've been an Evid. Then you've said, you know what? My, my real goal is my master. Now you can say the Psukim of uh, Malchus.